For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. Give me two. Hey, give me two, you sons of bitches. How you doing? I'm Michael Govier. That's Phil Goyette. Ben will be here momentarily. Uh, life is challenging. You all know that. It's so good to be back here. I missed the show last week. Phil and Ben did a hell of a job. Round of applause to those guys. Last week's show was stellar. And if you missed it, go back and watch it on our YouTube at any time you want to or on your preferred podcast platform. Phil, uh, if you were rating your performance last week out of five stars, how many stars would you give yourself? Uh, probably solid uh, three. Three-ish. I think Absolutely. I forgot all the like the key podcast stuff where you're supposed to like introduce the name of the show and um, how you can follow the show. And all those good not stuff. at this point of the year. Not this at this time of year. The diehards are the only ones that are left. If it's April, I would agree. Yeah. But September, yeah. only the people that are still trying to win their leagues or that just love the show so much. And there are a few of you psychos out there. But uh, yeah, I thought you guys did a great job, and you really do have a you know, I hadn't thought about it much, but you actually have a really solid voice. You have a comforting, enjoyable voice to listen to, because I listened to the podcast version later on, and uh, I like listening to Phil's voice. I think everybody else would agree. Thank you very much. That, uh, Phil's getting me, shy it, here. This is too much makes praise. Me little, makes me a little tingly, actually, to hear that. So that's good. <laughs> makes me feel kind of funny. Like when I used to we were just, we're just talking about the Aaron Judge uh, thing pre-show. And uh, I pulled up baseball reference, and his adjusted OPS plus this season is 204. Wow. Uh, so you were saying maybe it was one of the greatest offensive seasons all time. And, like, the OPS plus adjusted should rank it relative to league. Yep. Um, to the offensive environment, which hasn't been good this year. So I think you might have a solid argument there. I now want to look up the historical ops plus adjusted yes. uh, leaderboard, but. I wish I'd, I want to give the person uh, the yeah the person who said it on Twitter. I want to give them credit for that. I don't know who it was, so if you see this or hear this, I'll give you credit just to remind me. Uh, ben is here. Welcome, Benjamin. Nice to have you on the show. Sorry we started yeah, without ben. you. I was just on a tighter schedule. That's all. I apologize. Uh, and I, I get that. I had something come up right at like three fifty-seven. So you know, it's just the way things Never work fails. sometimes. And yeah, that's just the way. Sometimes you got to just handle that stuff and deal with it. So thanks for. We're heading off. You know, so changes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yes, Ben is here. Me and Phil. The first time three of us have done a show. Uh, has a it been a while since the draft show? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah I think so. 
you can go back and watch that. If you want to see how these guys did on their mock draft results for the MLB draft of 2022, you can see that on the YouTube channel. Uh, guys, if you still haven't reviewed the show, we'd love to get a quick review. It helps the show grow. Uh, that's all I have to say about that. So let's talk today about players, minor league players, all kinds of call-ups. It's September now, so everybody who can get called up. It's not like the old days, though, folks. It's not like the glory days. 40-man rosters. You got 12 guys on a bench. Man, Ben, remember those days? I do. It was, boy, playing fantasy baseball at that time, it was kind of a mess because that was playoff time, and you never knew if mm-hmm. if your player was actually going to play, if your pitcher was going to actually start that day, or even worse, if you had, let's say, let's say you had, you know, back when he was at his best, so Justin Verlander going in September – he might get pulled after five because they had 17 rookies that were hanging out in the bullpen and they wanted to kind of keep him fresh because Detroit's chasing down, you know, back when they were actually good enough to do this, they were chasing down a pennant and they wanted to have him fresh except, you know, when October came around. So they'd have, they'd have, you know, rookies coming in and pitching for four innings well, those rookies would, of course, be rookies, and so they'd give up the stinking game, and you'd lose your Justin Verlander win after he had pitched five shutout innings. And that happened so <laughs> many times to me in fantasy in September that yeah, th- there's a reason I remember this well. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, twenty-eight man rosters. The other thing to very, very quickly notice: all this time counts as service time, and so. That has changed. It used to be where when they got called up in September, none of that counted as service time. And so that all just looped over and they could, you know, they could be up during September and you could get called up forever in September and never accrue a day of major league service time, um, huh. which is both good and which bad. Is, it's It was kind of yeah. a crap. It was a way the owners kind of skirted away paying players for for time accrued when it came to arbitration. But it was also a way that players ended up um, kind of losing their players ended up staying eligible for the rookie of the year the next year, too, because they'd come up yeah. in like August and they'd get just shy of the rookie level. And then September would hit and they'd be safe for the next year. And so if they end up on a, I remember like Dansby Swanson ended up like on a rookie list one year and he had been up for almost two months because he had like 140 at bats or something like that. And he needed 145 or something like that. It was something goofy where somehow he just barely was still a prospect. But anyway. What's this mean? Is Ben in a better mood? Did I miss something? <laughs> Crabby Ben. Oh, was this in the ben, Discord? Aren't you, like, uh, aren't you like German Irish or something though? We should not be surprised if- I, hey, I, I, I'm German off. Irish, which means don't yeah, ever get into all, a drinking right. contest with me. Of course, yes. I don't know what Chris is referring to there, but uh, Christian, good <laughs> to see you. No, it's, he, doesn't have, it's, he doesn't have the I, one Irish hollow leg. He's got two hollow legs, an Irish one. <laughs> it's, it's the uh, Burleson, Alec Burleson getting called up, and, and I made a snarky remark to Christian posted that in the Discord, and I I made a snarky remark that oh goody more people that 
basically can play first base, DH, and corner outfield in St. Louis. Yay! <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Helmut's here. What's up, Helmut? Good to see you, my friend. Helmut, what's going on, man? How about Wes Neske last night? Yeah. I could swear we talked about him on the show. We definitely had to talk about him on the show. Preseason. I'm stumped. That's a new name to me. I, I don't know everything. Well, he was he was one of the guys that got traded to uh, to the Cubs from the from the Yankees, and he is the definition of their sweeping slider that they've been teaching in yeah. the Yankee system. Not a great fastball guy. Not a really great anything else. But that sweeping slider is a freaking mess to hit. And he is so good with it. And wow, you give him a time through a lineup, which I mean, that's that can be if he does it right, that can be three innings, you know. But for certainly, he can give you one to two innings, no problem in a bullpen. And uh, boy, that slider, if he's really got it going, he can even give you a couple times through a lineup with it without getting touched. But he's probably not a legit starter, regardless. That's a that's a guy that. As a long reliever, I mean that's a that's a re- big piece. I mean that's a legit piece. So, Hayden Westneski on the Cubs, twenty four years old, six foot three, two hundred ten pound righty. He struck out eight batters in five innings. That is a fine debut. So clearly, yeah. somebody I need to. You know, I always feel like I know so much, and then there's always a name. It's like, oh boy, there's a new name. I don't know that name. It, can't know them all, but it's good to keep tabs on these guys, and that's what we're trying to do here today. I wanted to talk about not just Wesneski. We got to talk about Tristan Casas. He hit his first major league home run last night. Let me ask you this, Phil. Uh, he looks that picture I posted here on our graphic for the show. Man, he looks like a a veteran slugger. He doesn't look. He's like yeah. a man child. I mean, he is huge. Yeah, yeah. Body's not going to age well. I wouldn't think. Oh. So that's one thing you got to worry about. So get him in the lineup now if you got him in Dynasty. But he should be fine for, you know. Would you want to move him in Dynasty? Years, or say. do you see him as a power source no. for the next? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like him. Um, he should play frequently because he should get on base, worst case scenario. Um, he doesn't have as much swing and miss as you would expect from a big slugger type. Um, he's got a lot of raw power. Doesn't always get to it in the game because his approach um, – can be limiting on it, especially how uh, he sets up at the plate, how he thinks about covering the plate and his patience. So, um, but yeah, I like I like the kid. I think he should play a lot. I'm kind of hoping uh, against hope that maybe he gets a couple little games at third base enough for fantasy, um, which is something they toyed with in the minors. But I just, as you noted, based on his build, you can't really see it happening. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay, um, that's fair. That's totally yeah. fair, and I would love to see well, that no. too because Raphael Devers has been a nightmare. He's been a real bummer for a lot of people. Big complaints on Twitter about Devers over the last six weeks. He just hasn't been able to do anything, and he's a better player than he's produced, so I'm not yeah. sweating that. It's just always nice to get corner infielders who can give you the dual eligibility, so I'd root for yeah. that as well. But the other part Devers of this... Devers is another guy with a body that's not great. So Yeah, that's a good... Okay. Interesting. Well, I hadn't thought about it like that for Devers. Um, ben, I want to know, what does this mean for Bobby Dahlbeck's future now with the Red Sox? Does he maybe get dealt at some point, or is he just going to have to get another shot as a DH or first baseman if there's an injury? Maybe he should start pitching again. I don't know. Um, Ooh. He was a really good pitcher in college, but uh, 
But I'll be Dahlbeck the pitcher. Yeah, well, uh, no, he is. He is your great example of a guy who's a three true outcomes guy that forgot how to do one of the outcomes. Um, he can strike out and he can hit a home run. He really can't walk. Um, and that really hurts a three true outcome guy because you need to mm-hmm. do all three of them. Um, yep. I mean, Adam Dunn would not have lasted very long in the league if he didn't walk a hundred and whatever times a year. You know, you can't, I mean, I don't care if you're hitting 40 bombs, you yep. can't strike out 200 times in a year if you're not also walking a hundred times, you know, and teams will live with a low batting average if you're getting on base at a 350 to 400 clip. But when you're not, they, they're not going to put up with that. And Dahlbeck's a great example of that. So Beautiful. Message. There's a message right there. That's important. I think he's uh, – my <laughs> projection – my projection is probably like the next starting third baseman for the Doosan Bears in Korea. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he just has a K- KBO profile. 27 years old. All he can do is hit the ball really hard. Go to Korea, maybe see, maybe you can figure it out for three years. So, you know, with Casas, the guy who I really like, you want to get a physical, good physical comp, absolute peak. If he does everything right, that's a Goldie comp, like body. You know, Goldie is like, if you do everything right, Goldie has that body. Mm. But Goldie has done hard, hard work to keep that body never aging badly out of that body he came up with that body and has stayed at that body most guys that come up with that mature big body add weight to it add side add whatever to it yet if people would take lessons from what goldie has done and goldie came up late i mean late for a prospect 25 or i don't remember you know to have to look that up but he was 24 25 when he debuted which you know he's now 35 or so so Folks are starting to say, oh, geez, he's got to be winding down. But, you know, here he is competing for a triple crown. But that's why is the guy does great work keeping his body at that level. I mean, he's no fitness model, but he he's not really decreased in his fitness and in his shape ever since he's been in the league. So. <laughs> Oh, Jose Abreu. Jose Abreu comes to mind too. Yep. Oh, lost, lost. He actually lost a little bit of weight, I think, which has helped him out. So actually, Casas' yeah. game is sort of in a way like Abreu's because he's a big guy, but he makes a decent amount of contact. Abreu doesn't take as many walks as Casas does, but um, okay. Is Casas thinking about Casas? Uh, is he a is he a three hundred hitter of the bigs? Probably not. Not I, like Abreu. I mean, Abreu hasn't always hit three hundred, but he's no. a two ninety guy. I would say Abreu's had his years of 250 and his years of 300. I think that's probably more like what Casas would do is a guy who's probably count on him for 250, 260, and every now and then he's going to pop out a 300 on you and really make you a happy owner. I mean, that's the type of – when he's really on, he is a streaky average hitter, but he's always going to give you power. Okay. Uh, we're live here at the Plausible Podcast Prospects Power Half Hour. Two L's, two Z's on Twitter. Utah. And, of course, you can two. follow us on the Discord. is free. There's a link at the top of the Twitter feed that you can click on and become part of the Discord fun. We got football, too. So if you want to talk football, we've added channels for that. You pretty much talk about whatever you want. It's really just 
uh, a state of mind, man. Palazzo, it's a state of mind, man. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, all right, let's talk about some other players. Uh, there were some other players on the tip of your tongue. I know that we wanted to talk about Toglia, Mr. Mike Toglia, the Colorado Rockies. Uh, yeah. Did you, Phil, did you guys cover him last week on the show or not? No, I don't think we wound up talking about him. He popped okay. into my mind because he smashed a homer today when I was scrolling on Twitter before the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and then the, the Rockies were talking about Talia's tacos. Is going to be kind oh, of it's the Talia. For his home. Talia. Yeah, Talia. Talia I think yeah. he says it. The, the, oh, the G yep. is silent. So uh, soft. Talia's G. tacos. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when he came up, he was one of only four guys in the minors who, at that time who had thirty home runs. So oh. that's, I mean, now I think there's like a dozen guys who do have, who've reached that milestone. But when he did come up at that time, he was one of only four in the minors who had hit 30. Um, and he's a switch hitter. I mean, he, I was impressed. No, the Braves, for some reason, went out to Oakland and had forgotten how to pitch. I mean, Strider struggled today. Wright really struggled yesterday. I don't know yeah. what the heck happened there, but Wright burned a lot of people in DFS yesterday. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, but against Colorado, you know those guys could do no wrong. And Talia still, he maybe didn't have a great average as he came out of that series, but if you watch his at bats, he took very good at bats against a really good start starting rotation that he was facing in that series. For a debut series for a call up, that's a that's a tough one to run into for your first series. Is hey, here's Kyle Wright, here's Spencer Strider, and here's Charlie Morton. So try to face those three as your first three major league pitchers. You're going to face you're going to face Morton's curve, Strider's fastball, and then what Wright has been able to do this year. Holy crap! Well, I guess you'll decide if you can hit major league pitching for sure. And he did. I mean, he and he did very well. And then he came, you know switch sides a few times to face guys like Tyler Matzik and AJ Minter and did, you know, once again, the batting average doesn't show that he was putting up great hit or that he got safe hits, but he was putting up good at bats every time. And that's a big deal. And he had some loud outs. He really hit the ball a few times that shut up the Atlanta crowd, you know? So all of a sudden you're just, silence over the crowd and the ball gets caught on the warning track you know that everyone in the crowd heard how loud that ball came off the bat so did you know that we sold out and we now have advertisements yeah we've gone mainstream we're getting six dollars that's right we've made six bucks so far can you believe it what a dream come true six dollars anyways i wanted to give you some preparation some time to be cognizant that a commercial is coming your way i'm not just gonna throw a commercial mid sentence on you i wouldn't do that i respect you and i know that's annoying so here's a countdown for the upcoming advertisement from starbucks or spectrum comcast apple who the hell knows three a two one what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket. Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I don't, Phil, I look at his minor league numbers and yes, he cranked 23 bombs at double A in less than 100 games, but his WRC plus over the long haul here, it doesn't really hover on the, I'm talking bigger stretches too, by the way, not tiny samples. His biggest sample sizes, it seems to hover around 110 to 115. So it seems Mm -hmm. like, is there anything else here besides power or will something else develop with him? No, he's probably power. And then in an OBP league, you give him a bump. Yep. Um, But as a switch hitter, he could compile. So that's something to keep in mind. And I think the Rockies will use him in the outfield a little bit. So it might be, you know, one of these first base outfield guys that gets 550, 600 uh, plate appearances. And if you do that and you play a half your games at Coors, you're probably hitting 30 home runs if you're Michael Talia. So oh my God, I can't believe I've hit the button once. Coors. There it is. Good go. God. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Sorry about that. Boy, I'm rusty, aren't I? Coors. That's pathetic. Coors. Coors. Yeah, and we also got this one, too. Coors. Yeah. This right here is a silver bullet. All the way from Colorado. All the way from Colorado. <laughs> Baby Billy. Uh, um, and so Tali is a guy that I'm, I'm not that excited about, but he is young. He was a first-round pick in 2019, too, so there's a pedigree there, and he can grow into something. I don't – I don't. Uh, woo, I'm not waving from the rooftops about him, but sure, why not? Take a shot. I also want to talk about Spencer Steer, who I think is really exciting, and – I know that Ben likes Spencer Steer because he came from the twin system and now he's a red, part of the Tyler Molly deal. Twins really got kind of hosed on that one. They didn't really get much in return this year because of Molly's shoulder, which has provided yeah. five innings, yep. three innings. Although, you know, they ended up calling up a guy who then set a new record today. Well, I guess a kind of a record. Uh, Louis Varlin came up today and struck his first strikeout was Aaron Judge. So that's a good way to start your career. Yeah. Um, and yeah. went uh, seven strikeouts in five or six innings. I don't remember which one it was, but uh, the most strikeouts for a rookie making his debut in Yankee Stadium since Louis Tiant in 1964. Wow, so that's a, good that's a pretty notable deal. And so yeah. he came in into Molly's rotation spot is the only reason why that comes in. But Steer... I, I've compared him, I think, on the Discord uh, a couple hundred times now uh, to Jose Miranda. He's <laughs> He really is. Uh, yeah. They're very, very similar players. You're going to get the ability to play short out of Miranda. You're going to get more walks out of Spencer Steer. That's pretty much your difference. Um, that's, I mean, you really have very, very similar players other than that. Um the thing I like a lot about Steer is you put Miranda into Cincinnati's ballpark and his numbers are going to be really impressive. So Steer in that ballpark could have some definitely fantasy-worthy numbers. Yes. Bill, anything to add to that? Um, I was surprised by his power output. I guess I didn't realize he had as much pop as he does, but uh, it looks mm-hmm. like a consistent above 200 ISO, uh, and he's hit 
about 25 home runs between all stops this year. Double A, triple A, changing systems, now making an MLB debut. So I think I like the the potential consistency of the power bat too. So Right? Yep, yeah, these it. stats. It. And probably, was... He's probably a guy people aren't going to know a lot about either. So Yeah, I brought him up on a DFS show I do for FTN yesterday, and I heard crickets. I predicted him that he'll hit a home run, do a home run call for DFS. Didn't happen yesterday for Spencer Steer. I thought it might against Wade Miley. I don't know why I said like that, Wade Miley. I sound like I'm Australian <laughs> trying to speak English. Uh, really poorly, but Curly what fries. I do know. <laughs> oh, somebody always told me there was a phrase you could say if you said it directly in English that it would sound Australian. Like You want to do it? Light. You want to do yeah, it? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. It's you say rise up lights. Rise up lights. Rise up lights. Rise up lights. <laughs> oh my god, that's cool. Rise up lights. Rise up lights. I don't know rise why my kids lights. like doing I don't know why my kids like doing Australian accents, so we do them all the time. Curly Dude, fries is a good one. That's Curly fun. Curly fries. Give me two. <laughs> but uh, actually I'm in this mode right now. There's a shark in the water. Okay. Maybe this is recency <laughs> recency bias but i think if i'm picking between the two spencers right now i kind of think i want to go steer in dynasty over torkelson tell me i'm crazy tell oh. me why i'm crazy anybody here Ooh. Ooh. i boy i still believe in torque long term but you i really i gotta say if if i'm needing to if i'm wanting to win next year if I'm not on like a three-year plan, which, you know, let's be honest, unless you really know your league is going to be around for three years, nobody should ever be on more <laughs> than a two-year plan in a dynasty league because most dynasty leagues fold <laughs> pretty quickly. So regardless, but if you're on more than a two-year plan, I can respect that because Dork, I think, is going to take – a year or two to I think he's 2023 is going to kind of be his gather year and then I think you're going to see that I think he's going to be that guy starting in 24 but it just That's recency bias some I think he just yeah. everyone expected him to do what he did in college from the moment he got into the pros and he just go Tigers yeah he needed some time and frankly <laughs> when you surround a guy at Arizona State with a hell of a lot of hitting, and it's just like, okay, now go do what you do. And he did because everywhere around him was a good hitter. And then you bring him up to the Tigers, and it's like, all right, we're going to start a whole bunch of 180 hitters around you. Uh, maybe one of them will hit above the Mendoza line. And you get in the middle of that lineup and try and do something. Somehow, <laughs> that's not how they were describing things preseason. That's yeah. really funny. They, they weren't talking about the Tigers like that in spring training. It was different. This, yeah, yeah, this is true. <laughs> yeah. So, I feel All like right. this yeah. might preseason. this might be this might be stupid, but I feel like Torkelson needs to get more like mean or angry or you know what I mean. Like, have some kind of chip on his. I saw him talking the other day on in an interview, and he was so like aw shucks. You know, well, I just gotta kind of figure things out. And, you know, something it's like, like this. Yeah, let it out, man. You know, he just needs to get pissed off at people. Huh? I I want like Albert Bell. You know, that's my 
<laughs> oh, like whoa. my ideal. Whoa. I don't know if I've got a guy in the cleanup oh, spot. Whoa. I want it to be Albert Bell in the cleanup spot. So. That's intense. I don't know if anybody should be Albert Bell. Fan. I'm like, I'm going to hit hit the baseball or someone. But... We need more time. Albert Bell in today's world. Yeah. more yeah. Albert Bell in the social media age. That would have been quite a oh, scene. Wow. I will say that. Uh, <laughs> We had a couple minutes left here on the Plaza Podcast Prospects Power Half Hour. Uh, ben, anybody else you wanted to bring up here that we haven't discussed in terms of recent call-ups? Uh, you mentioned your Minnesota boy. We've talked about Costas. We've talked about Talia. Who else would you like to mention? Well, I was watching today. Um, Ken Waldachuk with the A's came up. Yeah. And he was he's pitched a pretty solid game against the, the Braves. And, you know, they've got a, you know, I like to think that they've got a pretty solid lineup, uh, but he he's a lefty, and you can see why it works for him because, gosh darn, he darn near touches his elbow to the middle of his back on every pitch. That's got to be hard for a pitcher, for a hitter to pick up. It's just that hitch in his delivery as he comes, and he's got legit stuff on top of that, but man, that little hitch in the delivery where it's that hiding the ball that far back as it comes, boy, does that that's got to just throw a man off as he's <laughs> trying to pick the ball up. I don't care if you're right-handed, left-handed, what you are. Um, but that's, that's one to watch. And he's, he's thrown well so far for the A's since he's been up. Left, so lefty funk with a good watch. change up. Yep. So don't fake the works. funk on a nasty dunk. There you go. <laughs> I learned that in the nineties. Yeah. So. What but he's he, went, he, he came over in the uh the deal for what's his face JP Sears and Waldachuk came over in the deal for Montas so the, the yeah. A's might have got quite a haul here Phil. Well, they yeah, got some good I, yeah. Sorry. I think they did a good job on these yeah. dump trades they did this season. Really, all Langoliers <laughs> should be a part for them. So dump I mean, trades. That's funny. That, I like <laughs> it's Oakland, so they're good at it. Yeah, they should have mastered it by now. You're right. But I, I just didn't know much about Waldachuk. I was following Sears as a Yankee. Waldachuk was newer to me, and I agree with what Ben said. And although he didn't get a lot of Ks today in his outing, he was able to minimize the walks and hits, which is always nice to see against an elite lineup like Atlanta's. And I think uh, Waldachuk is a guy, first off, even in redraft, he was being added in fab last Sunday fairly regularly. Somebody that, in fact, me and... Eric Cross, the prospects guru himself, we added on our team that we co-managed. So uh, if you want to follow someone like Eric, who knows what he's talking about, add Waldachuk to your squad. Obviously, in Dynasty, he's already been a part of teams, but I think redraft value here is legitimate, and I just want people to be aware of that. Uh, Phil, last call. One more player you want to mention before we leave? Let's talk Cade Cavalli, and, you know, what do we see for him? I'm just with the horizon of next year. And mm-hmm. you guys think you're going to be happy with him or disappointed with him? I think, like, redraft, I would probably avoid next year. He's probably going to be too pricey uh, given the name value that is going to be attached to him, but he's still a rookie. And rookie pitchers gener- generally are not a good bet, right? So a lot of times it takes either it either takes time for them to figure it out or they figure it out, uh, but they can't make it through the season. But isn't Josiah Gray an example of a guy who you you just know he's going to be an ace eventually, right? Like he he's has terrible whip outings and big blow up games, but his strikeouts are so massive and consistent. His stuff is so nasty that it it's like a Lucas Giolito effect. I feel like a little less 
extreme than what Giolito went on, but that's just another example of a younger arm that you can see. Like, this guy will be a stud in three years. It just most likely will happen. Giolito's an interesting comp for him, for sure. Yeah. I, I with that. Man, I just – I would – I would have liked to see him get three, four starts um, Cavalli. this year because yeah. I just I think it'd be good to have him have something underneath his underneath his belt going into next year because he's I just don't know on a redraft how comfortable I am assigning anything to my league. Yeah, and I'll read right. It's just, he's going to be a guy who, once he gets there, he's going to be a, a definitely a consistent strikeout guy. He's He's got that kind of stuff. Now, is he going to be a consistent strikeout guy that gives you low three ERA with a one, you know, 110 whip? Or is he going to be a four ERA with a 130 whip? That's what you just don't know. And that's, I'd sure like to have been able to watch how that stuff plays at the major league level a little bit more because that's kind of where this year moving up into the upper levels of the minors. I mean, last year he just tore through, but we also have to realize he tore through a ball to start with mm-hmm. and then hit the upper levels of the minors to end the season. Starting in the upper levels this year, it wasn't nearly as dominant and you just kind of wonder how well that would have played as he got to the major league level are we looking at a guy i mean josiah gray has given up something like 30 home runs this year that's something to think about you know that stuff plays but there's always the home run bugaboo and i mean is that going to be going to leave him always to be that guy that you know roto he's a solid guy end of the year you look up, he's got a <laughs> You know, 350 ERA, you yeah. know, 4 ERA, and he's a 125 to 130 whip. You can live with that. But a head-to-head, Cavalli could be a guy that blows up your entire week if that's the type of guy he is that gives up two, three home runs at a start and can't get out of the second inning. You know, so you just yeah. don't – like I said, I would have loved to see how that plays. Do you think, uh, Phil, any debate between Cavalli and Gray for you? It's clearly Gray, or you want to see more from Cavalli at the major league level, dynasty wise? Oh, I prefer Cavalli. Um, I think Gray's mm. always going to have that home run problem. Ever, th- okay. ever, I, I think when he first came up, he was more of a sinker slider guy, and then at some point he added the four seamer. I might be getting that wrong, but I think that's correct. Um, and. I don't know. The four-seamer's just not – I'm looking it up on StatCast now. It's just not great. It doesn't really do anything well. He doesn't get a lot of whiffs with it. Uh, His extension's not super with it. He's got an X slug on it over 600 now in each of the past two seasons. So um, I just – I see him – he's going to get pounded. He's going to have those outings where he gets pounded. So the really big thing with him is he's got to really limit the walks. Mm -hmm. You can't afford to walk guys if you don't have that profile. That's a great point. Homers or walks? It's the death of any pitcher for sure. All right, real yeah. quickly, because we got to go. So speed round this from Helmut. For next show, can you give me a deep dive on Jonathan Perlaza of the Cubs, please? Stats look great, but no hype, and he's not on any list. Jonathan Perlaza for next week. Guys, lock that in. Okay. You guys have a job to do yeah, for next week. we can do that. I think Phil brought up 
which I think could be our great topic for next week is starting to look forward into the off season because minor leagues end this week, minor league regular seasons end this week. So we could get into uh, FYPD tiers. Yeah. Start talking about those because some folks, well, I mean, those that didn't do them in the summer off season is coming. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. it's it's fall. Get your pumpkin spice latte and all that sort of thing. You know. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> right now, Phil's laughing because he's not in America. So. Oh God! Yeah, they don't, we don't. We don't have that here, actually. Yeah. I know. You're a lucky bastard, man. Uh, then real quickly here. Apple cider. No. <laughs> I'll, mm, yes. A cider mill in the fall. That's heaven. Heaven, yeah. baby. Uh, real quickly from Jamie. Ezekiel Duran or Spencer Steer, deep league rest of season. Yes or no? One or the other? Quickly. Man. I, I would play have to here. Steer for playing time. Just yeah. because. Yep. I mean, Duran has a bunch of other guys that he's competing with for day-to-day playing time. Ballpark and playing time, right? Probably yeah. the two factors. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it goes That's... on a heater. Yep. Uh, how many years till Gray is at peak form, and how long? T- well, we just kind of talked about that, Patrick. I think that's what we were discussing. So we will come back to this next week. That's called a teaser, folks. Yes, we're going to tease you into next week's show. It's the Plausible Podcast Prospects Power Half Hour. That's Benjamin Chase below me, Philip Sports to the left. Follow Jen, Jen, Ben, Jen. Follow Ben on Twitter at Big Gentle Ben. I'm at MJ Govier. It's a plausible podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. That's how you follow Give us there. Uh, there's so much more in the hopper that I, I got to get us organized here because there's so much to do. But until that day, we'll go back to the Discord. Take your conversations over that way. As Chad says, oh, fuck. Where was the warning? I thought you were still sick. Oh, I was sick last weekend. I was just sleeping last night. Man, my Discord confuses people. All right, we'll see you guys in the Discord. For Phil, Ben, and Michael Govier, we'll see you. Power prospects is a curious thing. Make a person trade everything for a king. Wander Franco is your one true love. For a prospect, you'll trade all the Sometimes, but it might just save your life. That's the power of prospects. That's the power of prospects. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.